Welcome to your typical Shono protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about Sword Art Online. Kai, how you doing? I'm doing well, even though you made me rewatch Sword Art. You're welcome. So off the top, like there's an opinion about Sword Art Online as a as a show, as a whole. But going back and watching the first season, I realized that the first season wasn't the problem. Well, now, do you mean the first season or do you mean the first 14 episodes? I mean the first season as a whole. Yes, the first season has a problem like the fact that it's two seasons squished into one. Like two whole ass separate stories. Like they should have been separate seasons. But I wasn't mad at the story overall between the first 25 episodes that make up season one. No, that's fair. And I would say as someone who has completed what's out in Sword Art, I, to me, see the first, the best was the first 14 episodes. But if I had to go the best season-wise, I would still probably say it's season one and then probably season three, part one, because... They, Sword Art, as we, if we're going to do the whole series, if we decide it's what we're going to do, we're going to go through all the Sword Art, then we can look into it further, but Sword Art has a big issue for me, and that is like, just kind of crapping out near the end, like I feel like it does that every season, because season three had the potential to be the best Sword Art, but then it just got so crappy with the ending to me, and that's the Alitization arc, if anybody is wondering, or not counting seasons, so... But yeah, we're talking about the first part, and I I enjoy the first 14 episodes of Sword Art as the best Sword Art, and I will say the rest of it is still, I would still rock with it as season one overall as the best. And, you know, I haven't watched season two all the way through. I watched the first couple of episodes immediately after finishing season one which includes the uh, Aincrad arc and the Alfheim arc, which is not called the Alfheim arc because people are dumb. Um, but it's called no. the fairy dance arc, apparently. Which, okay, fair play. I guess that makes sense because they dance at the end of the season. But whatever. Um, you know, like, one of the big things for me is the fact that we have two stories squished into one 25-episode season where when we look at a really great show that we have done recently like uh, Fruits Baskets where they take all 25 episodes and make the season do something with every episode and then we look at SAO where it's like two short seasons squished together. It's like, ugh, rough. But, like that being said, taken on their own, like episodes one through 14-ish, which is the uh, Einkrad arc, like, that's a, what the fuck is this premise, man? Like, we go into an MMO, and then 10,000 people are stuck in here for the rest of their life if they can't beat the game? And if they try to do something crazy, like die in the game, they get murdered in real life. What a premise, man. 
I mean, not even if they do anything crazy. If you just die in the game, you die in like real life, and that's once. It's not like I run out of my eight lives. It's like if you die once, if that boar is mad at you at level one and kills you, then pretty much dead. Like you can't afford to. Like it's the ultimate survival game. Which you know the stakes are so incredibly high, and real people actually die. So the fact that like halfway through the season. All of the stakes for everyone just vanish. It almost is like, oh, well, comparatively to everyone dying or one person dying, it's like, no, not everyone is bought in at the same value in the game. And that's sort of rough in a storytelling standpoint. The fact that we trade the stakes of everyone dying for simply like a cousin love story, which, okay, okay, it's well done. It's well done. But, like, those two are not on the same level, you know? Yeah, no, especially because, like, it's like you could have kept going because there was a hundred floors. Like, and I felt like there was a skip. Like, as much as I yes. like episodes one through 14, I felt there was a lot of, like, jumping around. Like, when we saw Gleam Eyes, I think that was in episode um, eight, when, Sir- when Kirito was like, guess what? I have dual wielding. Yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. So, um, or was that nine? It was either eight or nine. It was one I think, it was, I think it was a nine. Yeah. So, this man has the skill that it would have been cool. Only thing we saw is that he had the sword built by Liz in episode seven. Um, After he, you know, played with her heart like he does throughout all this. Hey, and, and honestly, on that note, about it being a harem anime, I guess I'm not mad. I guess I'm not mad that he takes the time and has genuine, like, adventures with these girls. Like, has a reason... For us to care about them. It's not just like randos throwing themselves at him. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, so like the point is, like, we I felt like we could have seen more of the floors, like we could have experienced more of that. We could have seen, hey, this is, you know, what is Klein doing with his group? You know, like just what is Igneo doing at the shop? Because especially towards the end when Kirito starts reading off all this stuff that like everybody was doing, it's like, Igneo, I know you were pulling all this stuff and doing this to your players to help them out who couldn't have high levels. I'm like, yo, that would have been cool to see. Like, just talk about it. It's okay. And then as the series of sword art goes on, like even into Alicization, we have members of Laughing Coffin and other groups coming back into play. And it's like, they always do a flashback to something we didn't see in Aincrad. Like there was a huge raid that we didn't see. I'm like, yo, show this to me. But, you know, squeaky will, we are getting sword art progressive, which is the retelling of the story from zero, from Asuna's perspective. And it'll go floor by floor, which I'm hype. I'm really hyped for that. Yeah, man. I mean, other than the fact that it's called SAO progressive, which after fully coolly progressive, I'm like, mm, bruh, but... I mean, the trailer tells me, like, both yes. the trailers, like, I'm just like, okay. Like, we see, 
Because in the second trailer that I just linked you and didn't tell you to watch, but we see Asuna like in the real world for a little bit. So it's like, oh, okay, like there's life before this game. And then in the main trailer, which is 120, we see, you know, that she's like, you see everything happening like you saw in episode one, but it looks like a lot more detailed. It looks like, okay, yeah. So we've got the guy who was a captain who gave the speech. We've got all the players like freaking out. We've got Asuna having a nervous breakdown because nobody's going to be like Kirito and just like, it is what it is. I'm going to go run out and chase a boar so it can be all cinematic looking. Bruh, I haven't watched the trailer, but what? No, that, that happened in actual like sword art that like Kirito was like, so in the trailer that we watched, the one minute you see Asuna yeah. kind of having like a breakdown realizing that but like in the og kirito's just like oh this is the end of the world okay i'm gonna go chase a boar in the cinematic sunshot like at the end of episode one. Oh yeah like i have to go do all this stuff yeah, yeah where he's he leaves like klein is like klein okay bye yeah he's like i'm gonna be ass catch him like Pokemon. just while my <laughs> gotta catch him uh, we're gonna die soon um but yeah, so anyway, back to this, what we watched. I got to say that the writing was actually really good. It felt because we had things that we can relate this to, such as Dot .hack and Log Horizon, where this is by far not an original concept, but I feel like it was done well in the first season. It was done really well. Totally. Uh, um, because. My, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, because like you had mentioned earlier, like just the magnitude of all these players being trapped. It's not just one person or like we, we don't know how many people got trapped in Log Horizon. There were probably like three or four different servers, but I can't imagine it being more than 10,000. Yeah. Like with Dot Hack, which is where I'm coming from, um, like the only person in Dot Hack sign who is stuck inside of the video game, like cannot get out, is like, I forget the name, which is sort of shitty, but like it's only one dude, person. Right? Yeah, the uh, the Wave Master, um, yeah. whose name still escapes me. Like there's only one person. And like everyone else is treating this as an MMO. And so there's so much more of a game aspect in the show. Like you see all of the menus, you see all of the interactions with the person playing the game. And you do see this in uh, SAO, but like the volume of people that are impacted by this situation is just so great. Like the stakes are so much higher than they are in a show like uh dot hack where you know it's really more of a setup to show you the viewer like this brand new thing called massively multiplayer online gaming which is cool like it's cool to go back and see a show like dot hacks take on mmos and a show like SAO's take on MMOs when there's been like at least 10 years for the world to live with that thing, right? Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, Because 
So tell me about Log Horizon. So Log Horizon is basically um, everybody's like, it's not the launch of a game. It's actually been a game for a while. Elder Tales, which everybody's been playing for a while. And the main the main um, character, Shiro, is like, okay, yeah, you know, I got real life stuff I'm going to do. So I'm going to get off this game now. And um, so he goes to log out. And he's like, yeah, I'm just having one last hurrah with the homies. And they're like, okay, our log out has disappeared. Like, what's going on? They don't have any, like, there's no record. There's no why this is happening. No one explains it to them. They don't know why they're trapped. They just know that they are trapped in this world and they can't get out. And it's like, it's a bunch of people. And there's a lot of new players as well because an expansion just came out. So it brought new players. So they have to, like, basically, the veterans have to help the new players figure out what's going on while everybody collectively is trying to figure out why they're stuck in the game. And it's, like, really strategy-based. I like Log Horizon more than I like Sword Art. Like, it's a big margin for me. Um, and there's also a plot, um, like, how you die in SAO and you die in real life in Log Horizon. Spoiler alert, of course. This whole thing is spoiler alert. If you die in Log Horizon, you don't die in real life, but you lose fragments of your memory. So every time you die, you just kind of like forget facts about the real world. So there's a character who battles on the front line who has lost a few times and has a sister he can't remember. He just finds another character who reminds him of his sister, or at least he thinks he does. And you just get to see like the psychological effect of it. So I think we should totally watch that one day and do a review on it because the more I talk about Log Horizon, the more I'm like, it's late. But where Kirito is like, I'm going to use super strength to take care of everything. Shiro, that main character, is like, I'm going to use my wits. So they're quite polar opposites. I don't know enough about Log Horizon to say different. Um, but I think that certainly with like Kirito, it's less about strength because when we see him in the real world, and certainly like after SAO, like two years in a video game, like the physical atrophy is real. So he he isn't strong in real life. And like the comparison between video game strength and like physical strength in the real world is sort of a factor, but it's more about willpower, I would say. And using the tools that you have, which for Kirito is simply, I want this thing more than you do. And I'm going to figure out a way to do that. Um, I would say that the game world is certainly hype in both of them. The, the situation with see like um, the second half of season one falling off is it's really just the only real difference is one that the game system changes. Okay, cool. But it's the same fucking story as season one with less stakes, right? Not everyone's going to die. Only Asuna and 300 other people that we don't ever interact with or have a conversation about um, are stuck in the game. And talking about Asuna, like we just took this badass female character 
who has real power and real skill and is like equals with our main character and is kicking ass. And we took her out of the conversation to make her almost a damsel for the second half of season one. Which I hate. I really dislike that because Asuna was the like my favorite part. Like I love seeing her like complexity because to me, I felt like Shiro was just kind of, or sorry, not Shiro, Lord. I feel like Kirito was just kind of, he was very two-dimensional as a character. It felt like he was like, I just need to live and survive. That's all I care about. I don't care about anybody else. It's me and, and myself, which, you know, isn't the wrong way to live in a death game. That's not, I can't be mad at him for doing that. Like, no disrespect. So, but Asuna still cared about everyone. She was a part of a guild and she still watched out for Kirito. And she had like, like Kirito said, like she found enjoyment in the game and in real life, like the game as in accepting it as part of her life. So, you know, like removing that. And the thing is when they removed that, I was like, okay, that's fine, but maybe we'll get like Klein coming in, or maybe we'll get Igneal. You know, maybe we'll get a homie to help him do that. But instead, we got Leafa, which again, no disrespect to Leafa. She is, in my opinion, best girl throughout the whole series, just because of like what I know, not what happens in this. But she was just, her whole thing was she just felt like a lesser Asuna. Like, because. She was his guide through that world, um, the world of Alfheim. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I was like, this is what's been happening. And in real life, she was distanced from Kirito, and she was like, oh, I'm escaping it. And then <sighs> the whole my brother, cousin, lover thing was just, yeah. I mean, that sort of is what it is for me. I think that certainly my hang up with Asuna being like taken out of the conversation is that like, yes, that's the one way to make like a singular person keep the stakes up, but for it to be this badass character to immediately be like, have all power removed in someone we expect to like, be an equal that's the rough part like and and we see her try like we see her attempts to escape the cage on her own which is great but immediately we get a tentacle scene when she can't fucking like escape on her own which apparently watching all of season one i recall two scenes one with the uh the blacksmith on the adventure to get the the ore from the dragon, and then this one with the weird squid monsters. And you tell me that this is a thing throughout all of this artist's work. Yeah, and I'm like trading the first part where we see, you know, the depression, the darkness. Like we see these kids dying, literally like the whole Christmas episode, which I know is a favorite of yours, which is kind of fucked up. I mean, it's the... <laughs> yes, you're, you're, you're correct. It is fucked up. But that's the best Christmas special I've ever seen. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when everybody dries, dies in a dungeon, a little gnomes, and then we see when he tells his the other person of his, like, ragtag guild, hey, what happened? 
The he guy jumps blames off the him. fucking thing, man. Yeah, and he murders himself. He jumps off the thing and he kills himself. He's like, Bruh. I don't want to live anymore. And it's like, and you know, like when you when someone dies, you know it's they're dying for real. Like it's the end. Like you can't, like they're dead. So you trade that darkness that you can't really replicate once you come back outside of it. You know, you trade that for like just kind of like sexual rape like just like in those scenes and you have um oh god what's his face um Oberon yeah Oberon bitch ass um I think his actual name is Sugo or yeah. no wait or something anyway no it, it, I think it's Sugo because he's pretty close to Sugo yeah so Sugo who's like I'm gonna do all these things in like her hospital bed, I'm gonna smell her hair, and like when we're actually wed while she's unconscious, mind you, like they're trying to get her married off while she's not even conscious. Like that is, yep, yeah. And her dad is like, this will make up for me killing all those kids that I didn't kill. No, it'll make up for like you taking and running the servers or some shit. Um, like, I'm not, now, now, to say this, like, everything we're saying here is not to discredit the fact that, like, the story of the second half of season one isn't fucked up. Like, it gets more fucked up as the season goes. The stakes overall are lessened, but certainly, like, the individual harm that comes to a character gets worse. Because... It's it's just a vile thing to continue to perpetrate on one and then the rest of the 299 uh test subjects that this person is taking. Um like it gets it gets fucked up and this is not okay. And yeah. like that's the one part about this is that like at the end of season 1, episode like 24 where we see this crazy shit happens and Oberon's like, I am the god of this world and starts like assaulting um, Asuna in front of a helpless Kirito. It's like, bruh, I'm just going to sit here and fucking watch this in my kid's show. Uh, but apparently I am, I guess. And, and that, that brings you back to the point that anime isn't for kids. Like, you know, it's, I think Sword Art actually has like a TV 17 rating. That's wild, but I could see it, honestly. Especially what happens in the other seasons because, dear Lord. Um, but, but I would say that certainly, you know, the stakes get more personal. They, they scale down, they get wilder. Um, and certainly like the big swerve in like, I, probably episode 24 where we have I think it's 25 actually it was like seven minutes and I'm like wow that's a great wrap up we have a whole another episode to like finish yeah but when we have the real life assault from like Sugo on uh, Kazuto outside of the hospital where Asuna is like waking up and this dude shows up with a knife and just like is about to fuck Kazuno up. It's like, wow, there are actually stakes in this season. Holy shit. 
Yeah, he's like, I'm going to stab some people. Like, and, you know, we get to see Kirito actually go off. And I'm like, okay, about time. Um, So, yeah, I just, it's really cool to see that's happening. Like, that there is some actual ramifications for this online stuff that happens in the real world. I do like... And with SAO is like I liked seeing I felt like the second half could have been more real world stuff because I enjoyed seeing outside of the game. Like I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. So I mean we'll see what happens as well, I mean, we already know what happens in terms of seasons and whatnot. But as like going into because another thing is I was rewatching this. I was I was seeing, you know, what was happening with progressive or like I was imagining, you know, progressive as well and seeing how different it would be cuz I don't even think I could be wrong, but I don't even think they go to Alfheim in progressive. I think they're still cuz they're going to go through the whole 100 floors of Minecraft, which I feel like that has the potential to be the best sword art. But at the same time, like we'll be missing some characters that we now know and love, like Leafa won't be there, which on characters, how did you feel? I mean, I'm not mad at it, honestly. I think that the fact that we we get to see the tie-in between real life with her cousin love, which is weird, but like the fact that she's struggling between this sort of real life and virtual feelings and certainly when it comes out, like, she has to struggle with the, my real life feelings just got hurt, so I'm going to go to the virtual world and tell this rando about my feelings. And then it comes out to be, like, the same person. Like, that was an interesting thing. Like, would it ever happen? I don't know. But, like, it was an interesting character point for her to have to deal with. So, like, I'm not opposed to Leafa. I think, like, she had a place. Um, my only thing is, like, dealing with, um, like, things in Season 2, which we'll probably get to. Um, before we move on, like, tell me about your character points. I would say in... I would say one of my favorite characters... Well, my favorite character probably is definitely Asuna because of her, like I said earlier, because of her diversity and yes. her field of depth in the series. Even like when she was captured and helpless, it's still she was still fighting, which I really, really liked. Um, and outside of her, I guess I would say second would be Leafa because, again, the complexity of the characters and they incline. I just really... I don't like Kirito's character because he feels too reactionary to me and he kind of just blames well he doesn't blame but he's just like waits for things to happen like when things got rough he started crying to Leafa. when things got rough he started crying to Asuna Bruh. like the one thing that he I could feel like he actually did which I'm like cool was like save Yui like I'm like cool he acted in that moment and I was like dope but that like, but he, did he not get that big ass fish from that fisherman that Asuna like had to I murder? Was, <laughs> that felt like I was watching DBZ. Like he did do that. Like he can catch fish. So 
He's not completely useless. But even when he was fighting Heathcliff, which that's another thing. Like, I hate, I hate it, but I kind of like Kayaba. Like, granted, for real. he's super fucked up, but like, I, I enjoy his character. He's, his character is one of my favorites of any villain ever, to be honest, in anime. Kayaba is probably in my top 10. Like, definitely. Like, easily, totally. actually. He's responsible for the death of 4,000 people. And they still are like, eh, he's responsible for this virtual reality world. So he's not that bad of a guy, right? And I'm like, fuck you, show. I shouldn't, like, think that he's not a bad guy. God damn it. And as the series goes on, bruh, it gets so much more complex because, like, he's just a character that, like, you want to, like, I, he's, there's just more to him this season one. I'll just say that. Which, yes, I'm sure that's going to be like a, a fucking Akito deal where it's like, oh, this is the worst person ever, except we're going to find out their backstory or they're going to change their ways and be great. Like, well, that's I don't know about that. He just happened. does some real hood shit later that, like, I respect. <laughs> like, it's not even more like a, I'm a good guy. It's just like, hey, it is what it is. It, so my my only problem with that is it is what he made it to be. Yeah, and that's well, the problem. Like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Now, the the big point because we're reminiscing about the hypeness of Sal, but we both know that at some point it fell off for us. So at what point did it fall off for you? At what point were you like, you know what? This is not as hype as it was. It's not like really worth the time I'm spending or excitement I'm feeling. I'm going to watch it, but it's not that good. At what point did you feel that? Um, I would say... That's hard for me because I would say what it really started happening if I had to give it like a direct episode number, I would say it probably like the last few episodes, honestly, but the world tree is, I guess, episode 18 is always like, eh, but then no, it kind I'm of talking, me, I'm talking like the whole series now. Oh, the whole series. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't really like gun Gale. I didn't. I definitely didn't like the mother. Like season two, to be honest with you. Like season one, I would because I think I ha- how I have it on my anime list is that season one has like a seven, and season two has like a six, and season three would have had like an eight, honestly. But the ending was just so. Like season three is fifty episodes, so it's like broken into four parts. Yeah. But, like, part one and two were really good. Part three was decent. And then the sec, the first part of part four was really good. But season two was, like, really downhill for me. But season three started bringing it back up. But I just gave up on it in the second part of season three because it's just too much of a roller coaster with sword art, to be honest with you. Like, Gun Girl Online... Like the se- like the side sequel stories is better, like in my opinion. 
No, and and honestly, I can feel that because it's like the only real change they make that is like has any stakes is simply the game. And it's like, okay, so we're going from a magic elf fantasy game to like a first person shooter game. Great. Who's dying? And sure, they have that in here, but it's like, what's the change from the last time people died? Like, we just saw 4,000 people die in the first season. Like, what you mean, like, randos are getting murdered because, like, Death Gun is killing them? Like, come on. Really? So, I I feel you. I stopped, honestly, in season two. I don't recall how far. We got to the Leafa fill-in character, to yeah, which she C-Nan. has a name. Um... Yes. Now, season one was dope. Season one was the only good part about season two, and like, like the whole deal with like uh, that one like real life character who was like, "I'm afraid to shoot a gun." Like, do yeah. y'all have guns in Japan in 2025? But like that was kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I feel that because she killed someone. Like, yeah, in real life. That's that was wild. Like that was like a good actual like story. Like. I'm terrified for guns because I literally murdered someone. Like, granted, as that person, a child, like, yeah, as a child, like that person was literally trash though because they were trying to murder someone else. But you know, it's still the fact that you murdered someone. So of course, that's gonna be heavy on you. Um, but Ordinal Scale was really good too. I feel like Ordinal was Scale, it? yeah, like that Is movie. That a video game? Uh, it's a movie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it came out in 2017, I believe. But that was. That was the best sword art content I've digested because it dealt back with Minecraft for one. It was like, you got to watch it because I don't want to like spoil it for you because it actually was enjoyable and you actually get to see the hundred level floor boss in that movie. So I'm like, Dope. really? Yeah, it's a, it's a that, good movie. That's the one thing about like the first season that like them going back and doing uh, progressive is like great about. Like, certainly, to your point earlier, they do start skipping, like, scale, like, level. Like, them accomplishing one floor is, like, such a great feat. They're, like, at, like, floor 87, where they get to, like, the the Death Scythe boss. Like, we've got, like... 17 fours more if this is the boss we're facing and we're dying currently how are we ever going to reach the top and they never do so totally totally then moving on and recapping this sort of like uh floor story even if we don't make it to the top in this uh like rebuild series heaven forbid i relate it to that um like them going floor by floor and focusing on a new protagonist is going to be hype because the, the franchise isn't the problem. Like the, the setting and the story lore isn't the problem. It's more so where do they take it? That gets a little rough in some places. Yeah, no, for sure. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with progressive. I'm going to give it a chance because A, the trailer looks amazing, and B, it's my favorite character's perspective of the story. The only thing that worries me is that it is the same creator, and I think it's a different production staff. I'm not sure. 
But, you know, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm hyped, man. Honestly, after watching that um, that trailer, I'm hyped. When's it coming out? It's coming out, I want to say 2021 is when it's supposed to debut. Yeah, 2021. We don't know exactly when in 2021, but definitely sometime. I would, if I had to guesstimate, it would probably be fall, I would say, because of when it got announced. I would say probably fall or... I guess I could see summer, but yeah. But who knows? Probably 2021. Uh, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. If it's more of the same hype shit that we saw in the first part of season one, um, with like more investment in animation and storytelling, I'm here for it. Yeah, man. Now it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I personally have dabbled a little bit into progressive, and I think it's gonna be something really cool. So I'm excited to see. Um, what happens because I know they're I think they're on volume 25 of progressive or something like that but we shall see yeah man I'm I'm looking forward to it overall uh SAO is not the worst series I've ever watched at some point it fell off for me but going back and watching season one I see my gripes but I also see how hype it was and I don't feel bad for the investment of time on this one. Um, and certainly, like looking back, this was a lot of people's first intro into anime. Uh, so I, you should not feel bad. You should feel bad about like not looking deeper. But yeah, uh, certainly don't feel bad because you like Sao. Just know your shit. True, true, and you know. If you're going, I, w- I still recommend if you watch Sword Art Season 1 and you liked it, and even if you started Season 2, I would say complete it just because it's one of those things where, because I, there's another, <laughs> after Alitization, the book is Unital Ring, and that has a dope premise, it looks like at least. I'm going to go read it here soon because, yeah, but... Bro, why do I feel like Sword Art is the Full Metal Alchemist of like this century? Or this decade, excuse me. I'm like, because Full Full Metal Alchemist went through like the OG 2005 animation with the fucking like Nazi scientists ending. But they still came out all right, right? Because Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like the number one. True, true. So maybe SAO is in that same boat, except we we don't get to Nazis. I haven't watched that far, but maybe we don't get to Nazis. I, I haven't seen any Nazis yet. Thank um, God. But we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens in the upcoming stuff of Progressive. Since I do know it's going to be a movie for at least the first one, and we'll see what they make of the second one um, or how that goes. Um, this they might just start doing movies for progressive and then move on to Unital Ring as the series continues. So we'll see. Like season three definitely had its moments. Like I will say each season of Sword Art has definitely had their moments, so it does have potential for greatness overall. But we'll just have to watch and see what happens. 
And we'll do that as we continue here on Your Typical Toronto Protagonist. So you can catch the show on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcast, Overcast, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts at, or on Twitter at YourTSP. That's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you got a Twitter too. Yes, I do have a Twitter. My Twitter is at Static Dreads with a Z um, because I'm cool. And well, we will be talking about all things anime related. And hopefully you guys give me your feedback and see what's going on. Let's go. And we'll catch y'all next time here on your typical Shonen Protagonist.